Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Deathmatch God, Bully Ray and I go back to the first ever Monday Night Raw without Vince McMahon and the first ever Monday Night Raw with Triple H as head of creative. How was the show? Myself and Bully give our takes on the beginning of a new era in the WWE right now on the Busted Open Podcast. But there was a definitive moment last night where I felt that Raw lost that garden crowd and kind of lost me a little bit, where I felt a little disappointed in the show last night. Can you guess what that moment was? Because it was very, very Monday Night Raw WWE-like. An exact moment? I thought in the beginning, having Theory out there so long, and then after that singles match, it turning into something else. Bingo! That is so WWE. You have Drew McIntyre in a match with, with Austin Theory. And then you get the DQ finish, typical Monday Night Raw, and then it turns into a tag match because you got the outside inter- interference from Sheamus, and then we get the tag match. That is so Monday Night Raw-like. It's one of the things that frustrates me because I almost want to grab somebody from WWE Creative and say, you know what? Going from a singles match to a tag match is never a good idea. It's never going to get the crowd pumped. And there was something else, Bully, that aggravated in, my, in that tag match that aggravated me. And that What's is that, now? And that is Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre have a history. Last year, they had one of the longest feuds in the WWE. They had a match that opened up WrestleMania 37, if you remember. And on top of that, Bully, they had a Hell in a Cell match this time last year. So could you at least make a little acknowledgement that there's a history there? Just a bit. And again, you're shaking your head, but you're shaking your head of the old WWE way. I'm expecting a new WWE way. It doesn't have to be long. Just a, a bit of hesitation by McIntyre or Lashley in that match together where it's like, all right, at least they're acknowledging that they were at each other's throats just 11 months ago. 
11 months WWE. ago, 11 months ago, and you want the WWE to acknowledge it. They yes. would only acknowledge something like that if it was absolutely necessary moving forward. They're not going to acknowledge it last night. For what? That's what that's what aggravates me. Just the fans watch this product every single week. They invest their time. They invest their emotions. I, as a fan, invested my emotions in the feud between Lashley and McIntyre. We always talk, Bully, about connecting the creative dots. I'm not saying that they do have to do a whole segment. Just a moment in that match where there was just a slight hesitation to acknowledge that there's a long history between McIntyre and Lashley. It's those little things, Bully. And it's the little things that matter. Those little things that is going to get me emotionally invested back into this product. I won't argue that point because if that's something that you would have liked to have seen and that's your opinion on it, that's totally fine. I'm not shocked that the WWE did not acknowledge something that happened 11 months ago. But I do agree with you on when they started to lose the people. And also, big baby face, small heel only works sporadically in pro wrestling especially when you have a big ass-kicking baby face like uh, Drew McIntyre and a cheap little scumbag uh, heel like Austin Theory. So they're only going to, the fans can only get behind it so much. They get behind it in the singles match. They're there for it. They want to be on board. But by the time Drew McIntyre blows a comeback on Theory in that tag match, the people don't care anymore. I know because they've already seen the big baby face beat up the small heel in the singles match. Well, I, t- stick a penny. You wanted to hold your emotions and your opinions until hour two. I didn't tell you if I liked the match or not. I'm just okay. telling you how I'm giving you a dynamic of the match that can deteriorate because you burn out the crowd because they just don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't want the fan. Listen, I'm I'm with you, the WWE Universe. I want to get back into Monday Night Raw. I want to love Monday Night Raw. I don't want to come on the air and call it Rawful anymore. I'm looking at this with a completely different set of eyes, and I am behind Raw. I want Raw to be great. And there were some positives. Like, uh, obviously, Roman and Heyman to start off that show. I called it yesterday. My pick for one wrestler that I want to see highlighted more under this new regime actually got a bit of a spotlight last night, and that's Alexa Bliss. I really enjoyed Alexa Bliss's promo from last night. That was definitely a positive. I like that there were some more lengthy matches last night. We got a little bit more wrestling. Not as much shenanigans, but more wrestling. That was definitely a positive. But there were some things, Bully, that made me kind of pull my hair out. And it's a lot of the storylines and matches that are leading us into SummerSlam, which makes me think maybe we do get a reset after SummerSlam. But I got to be honest with you. One thing that bothered me, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. After watching that segment between those two last night, I'm rooting for Becky Lynch come Saturday because, my God, Bianca Belair couldn't have been more annoying than she was in that segment last night. It was actually like Becky wanted to have a conversation with Bianca, and she's just like, just kept, I'm the fastest, I'm the quickest, I'm the strongest, you know, I'm the, I'm the best. And it's just like, enough already. I actually think I'm going to root 
for Becky Lynch come Saturday because Bianca was so annoying last night. Becky Lynch remind me of uh of uh Judy Jetson last night. <laughs> Remember how the Jetsons used to dress? Yes. See, hey, Judy see, Jetson was hot. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can see, listen. I can see how you would say that, especially right off the bat. There's your there's your women's world champion, your uber baby face, Bianca Belair, and Becky Lynch just punches her straight in the face. Yes, and just lays her out. Listen, we haven't really been on board. Forget about Becky versus Bianca because Becky versus Bianca in the ring has always been solid, good match, and it yes. will be at SummerSlam. It's the way they've handled the characters since the first time they met, going back to night, SummerSlam of last year when Becky won in like 28 seconds, right? Yeah, and, and got a huge pop from that crowd, by the way. Rock bottom, one, two, three. Uh, take care, brush your hair. Uh, see you later, Bianca Belair. Like what I did with that one, huh? Yeah. Anyway, so are we going to get a good match at SummerSlam? Yes, but leading up to it, and we don't want to hate Becky. We, we've been saying this ad nauseum forever. We don't want to hate Becky. We want to. We want to love Becky. Becky's between her entrance music, the way she dresses, her swagger, everything about Becky. St still, still visions of Becky's nose being splattered across her face by Nia Jax years ago. That was her moment in time. That's the moment it made her. That's her Austin three sixteen moment. Yeah. And then another thing and a couple other things, and then we're going to get to the phone calls. Paul Logan, you talk about Becky Lynch being miscast sometimes, but nobody is cheering for Paul Logan on Saturday against the Miz. I don't care how much of a heel the Miz. I'm sorry, Logan Paul. I called him Paul Logan. I don't even know the fucker's name. I, 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 nobody likes this guy. Nobody. I mean, that garden crowd was pissing all over that guy last night. I mean, I talking about a Miz, they got to do something at SummerSlam because now he's got to deal with the WWE. Paul Logan, Logan Paul, whatever he's calling himself nowadays. Nobody wants to cheer this guy. Completely miscast. Again, I get it. The WWE is all excited. I'm so excited. We got a mainstream superstar, a part of the WWE. Fans don't like him. Completely miscast. And the other thing I'll say is Ray and Dominic against the Judgment Day. Why am I excited for a match on Saturday when I just saw it? Last night. Why do we have that? I get it's a no DQ. I get we're probably going to see somebody appear. I understand all that. But don't give me a match just days before they're actually going to step into the ring and have a match on a major pay-per-view. Okay. Are you are you not going to watch SummerSlam just because they gave you that match? That, 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 that question is a terrible question. Of course I'm going to watch SummerSlam. It's that, not about... It's, wait that's a, a terrible answer. It's, no, it's not bully because Ugh. your question is am i not gonna watch SummerSlam because of a match no i'm not gonna not watch SummerSlam. and they know match. that but, but but that match isn't gonna make me buy the pay-per-view or buy a know. ticket to see SummerSlam. Bully. were you going to buy a Ugh. ticket for that match am i gonna buy a ticket for SummerSlam? yeah no 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 I'm gonna no, watch no, it no, no 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 that's not what i asked you because you are going to buy a ticket for SummerSlam. You are going to watch it on pay-per-view. They know that you're going to watch no matter what. So it's not like because you got that match last night, you're not going to tune in. Or if you didn't get that match last night, you would be tuning in. You're tuning into SummerSlam no matter what, because it's the second biggest pay-per-view of that's the year. That's for the a WWE. lazy answer. 
That's a it's lazy not a la- and yes, no it what is, it is is lazy, a lazy uh, answer you're because not, you want to you don't want to listen because you don't have a wrestling mind you have a fan's mind thank you what hello it is, hello what hello is, is you're the wrestler i'm the fan hello dave that, it's what, lazy what kind of statement was that you just it's made it's lazy creative it's not a lazy answer you have to understand why they do what they do if you can and put yourself thus, in, thus being a negative for what I saw last night, which is actually exactly what I'm saying. Lazy creative. How many times have I told you it's oh. programming for the sake of programming? They needed a segment to get to, to, to represent that match and get them to next week. That's all it is. So my question is not a bad question. I'm asking you, are you not going to tune in for this reason? A- because they gave you the last thing. The answer is no, bully. I'm still going to tune in. And they know that. But they want to get can... more people to buy and to watch. Right now, it's not exactly heating up tickets for SummerSlam, bully. And listen, they, and, listen SummerSlam, I thought you giving your it... opinions in hour number two, by the way. Uh, this is not you're, my opinion. You're, you're on stepping the match. all on me. And I, you clearly stated at the beginning of the show that you were going to wait until hour two to give your opinions. This has nothing to do with my opinions on the show. This has to do with me asking you a question and you telling me it's a bad question. And then you it's say, I don't question. know what I'm talking about because I'm not a wrestler. I'm a fan. Hello. That's the dynamic of the show, but, Bully. But You're you the would wrestler. Think, I'm a fan. You would think. Now go be a fan. Uh, you would think. I am that a fan. After- but it's a joke, Dave. Um, you would think that after spending so much time speaking with me, Tommy, and Mark, you would start to get it yeah, just man. a little bit. You guys, are not but you don't. About. So uh, I just all I did was ask you a simple question: Are you still going to tune in for SummerSlam? Well, if, and you say it's, it's a bad question. It's not a bad. Question. They oh, know they people, got you. You, you asked You're me on. Going to turn. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're on the hook. You're going to tune into SummerSlam. They're putting a segment out there to represent that match. Do I think that they could have done a better job with the segment and done something different to move tune them forward? Tune into hour two to find out. This is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of the award-winning SiriusXM podcast, Black Diamond. We're back with new episodes following a star-studded trip to L.A. for All-Star Week, featuring my conversation with Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. It's Dusty and I right now, and it's sad that people don't feel that people of color have the mind to manage the game. Hear the story of Negro Leagues Baseball right now on Black Diamonds, a SiriusXM podcast available on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. 
Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You and I are being accused of overhyping Monday Night Raw from last night. Actually, that's just from our Chris, our friend Chris in Arlington. But, Bully, um... Your thoughts on the beginning of a new era with the Triple H creative mind of the first ever Monday Night Raw with him at the helm live from Madison Square Garden last night. For the first time, I think I'm going to ride the fence. Wow. Because I still don't know what I thought of Raw. There are certain aspects that I liked, like things had time to breathe and play out the fighting, the wrestling, the aggression seemed a lot more realistic. They seem to try to pay attention to some details as opposed to what are you laughing about? No, nothing. Oh, I thought you were smirking at me as opposed to, I mean, I know they missed a couple of things that you said at the beginning of the show, but I don't think they took full advantage of that garden crowd. And it wasn't as hot of a show as I would have liked. I liked the beginning and I liked the end. I liked the wrestling in the middle, but there didn't seem to be a rhyme or a reason or a emphasis on anything. Like I didn't even feel like that was a go home show for SummerSlam, despite the fact that I saw matches and angles that I know are going to happen at SummerSlam, i.e. the judgment day and the Mysterios. But like that didn't get me any more hyped for it. I don't think anything that I saw last night got me more hyped for SummerSlam. Am I going to watch it anyway? Yes. And they know that. So I'm hitting me with a dose of my own medicine that I hit you with. Yeah. I mean, there's other than the, the main event and the beginning of the show, 
nothing really stood out to me. I liked Ray's send off. I like all the nice things that he said. I don't know why his wife and daughter weren't out there with him. And then they all would have walked back together and then they could have did the aftermath in the back. It was, it was normally I never come on this show and are like, ah, there were some things I liked. There was something I didn't dislike anything. I just didn't really love anything. All right. So uh, there's a few things from what you just said that I, w- I want to follow up on. But we had our phone caller, Chris from Arlington, that called before. Did, were our expectations too high for that show last night, as he accused us of? Um, were they too high? I don't, I'm just saying what I would have done. Yeah. If I had that opportunity knocking at my door, I would have liked to have seen them do it a different way. I would have liked to have seen something reminiscent of an attitude era raw, meaning the energy and the vibe in the building. I think that they could have booked a show that was a lot more exciting that would have gotten us ready for SummerSlam a bit more. But they probably know that they got us. And maybe last night was a holding pattern. So was my expectations high? No, I wasn't let down by the show. I just didn't think they took full advantage of what that show could have been. Like I said, if that show was in Des Moines, Iowa, or in, you know, uh, uh, you know, pick another city, I I would understand. But if you have the garden at your disposal, not only is the garden sold out, but that's going to translate well on TV. I'll be damned if I'm not going to come out guns ablazing. And it seemed like they did come out guns ablazing, but then it tailed off. I don't want to see anybody out there that long as, as long as I saw Austin Theory out there. I might be a fan of Austin Theory, but it was too long. A singles match, then a tag match. By the time Drew McIntyre blows a comeback on Austin Theory, you don't care anymore. There were things going on last night. You, you know how like we accuse a lot of wrestlers of doing moves just to work for the pop? Yeah. There were certain moves executed last night that weren't even getting pops from the crowd. Mysterio's doing runners and the and the crowd was going mild. That's Rey Mysterio. Yep. Now, did they pop for the finish? Absolutely. But I think they lost the crowd because the booking of the show wasn't as energetic as I thought it could be. But does that make it a bad show? No. And I'll, I'll just I'll just quick hit some of these things that we that we uh, did see last night. Hold on one second. Like uh, the beginning of the show, I, I agreed with you. Uh, you know, we, we love the bloodline in the beginning, but then the whole Logan Paul thing, like I, I, I'm confused. I, I, the Miz, the Miz is a heel, right? Yes. We're supposed to hate the Miz, right? Yes. But Logan Paul's a douche. Yes, he is. So who am I supposed to hate? They don't care. Because Logan Paul's a megastar who has so many Instagram followers and Twitter followers that they're just using him to get people to tune in. And whatever happens, happens. And however you want to react, you can react. But but, but I'm going to stop you right there, Bully, because those were one of the things that I was hoping would change with this new regime. Now, listen, it still could. This is early on. But I think it's 
I think that's one of the things that I would like to see as a fan change of just having characters out there just for the sake of having characters out there. I am not emotionally invested in that match at SummerSlam between Logan Paul and The Miz. Because if they would have turned The Miz, if, if they would have allowed The Miz to be a baby face last night, different story. Yes. And then later on, you get Logan Paul doing his Logan Paul show. And here's where the, I guess the TV 14 thing kicks in. Maurice talking about the Miz's testicles. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't even chuckle. It wasn't funny at all. It was, I, I thought it that was, was, it was there was like, segment. I like innuendo I, when it, when it comes to comedy like that, or, or I, I'm a fan of innuendo. Like she couldn't, like she couldn't pronounce the word, you know, testicles and everything is like, I don't know if somebody else found that fight. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, and so is comedy and laughter. So if you thought that that was funny or somebody thought that was great, I'm glad you were entertained by it. Uh, for me, I, I, I didn't. There, there were enough things that I don't think that they took full advantage of. Was Ray and Dominic versus Finn and Damian Priest good? Yeah, sure. But we're going to see it again. I get it. Bianca and Becky, we know how we feel about it. I like AJ and Dolph together. Everything was good at best. Can we agree? Can we agree? Yes or no? And don't and don't and be honest. Don't let that phone call from earlier sway you. Can we agree that the show was at best good? I I, I would probably describe last night's show as okay. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was okay. Not what me and you were hoping for. Yeah, and I think, and, and, and this is where I'll say it's fair for our judgment bully. Right? There is the new era, the Triple H era. I think everybody wants to start with a new beginning with a bang. That's just my opinion. If you're going to have a new beginning, come out there and give us a bang. We didn't get that. I agree with you 100%. Bully, this is the go-home Raw for SummerSlam. That show last night did not get me excited at all for SummerSlam. There was nothing that happened. I was like, God, I have to watch SummerSlam on Saturday based on what I saw last night. And number three, that was a sold-out Madison Square Garden. It's the mecca of pro wrestling. It's the home base of the WWE. That garden has a lot of history in that building. They kind of put on a show, like you said, Bully, that could have been anywhere in the country. It wasn't special. Now, because it's the garden, it makes it a little special, but it wasn't special to me being in Madison Square Garden. So the background of those three things didn't sway, Bully, that show at all last night. To me, that was your typical three-hour Monday Night Raw. Last night's Monday Night Raw, and this is going to be a very obscure reference. You might get it, and our fellow rock and roll fans out there might get it. Last night's Raw reminded me of the first time Motley Crue got back together. I'll never forget being in Nassau Coliseum for that first reunion tour when Vince had first left the band, and they came back with Generation Swine. And I was so pumped for my band's return. And then everything just, I wound up going from standing in, standing on my chair to sitting down. Cause I was like, 
This is not my band anymore. This is not what I remember of my Motley crew. Last night, I found myself much like most of the Madison Square Groning crowd, hot at the beginning, raring to go, and then sitting in my seat by the middle of the show. My opinion on last night's show is more about the sound of what I heard from the crowd than it was about the actual stuff I saw in the ring. Because when you go back and you listen to Monday Night Raw and you hear how hot the crowd was in the beginning, and then you listen to them taper off for approximately two hours and then come back for the main. That's for me. That's all I need to know. Sound tells you everything. Young boys always come up to me and say, and a lot of veterans get this. They'll say, Hey, Bubba, did you watch my match? And I'll say, no, but it was really good. Well, how do you know my match was really good if you didn't watch it? Because the crowd told me all I needed to know. I listened to your match. It doesn't matter what you did in that ring physically. They responded to it. If you open your ears and you listen, the crowd will tell you everything you need to know. All right, let me ask you this. Was that because of Roman Reigns? Because you just said the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Because that crowd reaction, listen, they're going to be hyped up at the beginning of the show. Every Monday Night Raw crowd is at the beginning. But do you give more of the credit of last night to Roman than anything else? What are you giving him credit for? Because you mentioned that the crowd was hot at the beginning and then kind of tampered off and then got hot back uh, at the end. Roman started the show. Roman ended the show. It was star power. It was star power. That's that's what what I mean. But why did they tail off for why did they tail off for McIntyre? They didn't tail off for Drew and, and, and Theory. They were still kind of there. But when did they start to tail off? When it turned into a tag. Why? Because it's typical Monday Night Raw. It's the typical formula that we, I think we want to see change. A singles match that you're pumped up to see ending in a DQ finish because of outside interference and becoming a tag match. I think that's, that's rinse, repeat, Raw 101. I think once that happened, then the fans realized this show isn't going to be the show that we were expecting to see tonight. I don't even think the fans are thinking that that sounds like real deep thinking for a fan that's just there at Madison Square Garden. I think that they saw Drew beat up Austin Theory, thus they didn't care to see Drew beat up Austin Theory anymore. Go back and watch the hot tag. Nobody cares. Why? Because they already seen Drew, the big baby face, get his hands on little Theory, the heel. It, it, it loses its effect after a while. And last night, it, st- it lost its effect. And it, at least two or three times during that broadcast last night, I'm like, son of a bitch, they lost the crowd. And I think that crowd was very, very forgiving of last night. Most crowds would have hijacked that show last night. And I think this goes to the goodwill of Triple H. We talked about this at the top of the show. People want to see this new regime of creative succeed. Thus, they will be willing to deal with stuff that is just fair to middling, good at best, which it was last night. But it ain't going to last for long. The WWE honeymoon phase won't last for long. So let's assume that last night's show was written and they weren't about to change it. And they said, you know what? Let's just go with what we have. 
Let's get to SummerSlam. And then the night after SummerSlam, we're going to come out guns a-blazing. Okay, fine. But you better come out guns a-blazing. Otherwise, pal, you know who's pulling the strings. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the feeling, I think. I, I look at that show last night, Bully. And but I that wasn't that- a Vince show last night. That no, wasn't, wasn't a Vince show. And there was there were things that were different about that show. The way that show started with a brawl. We usually don't see that a lot on Monday Night Raw. The way they went to break wasn't the typical way that they go to break. It was a little odd they went to with the way they went to break last night a lot of the times. It was a little bit different. And I'm not saying in a bad way, I think in a good way. Because Bully, you know from all the time that we've watched Raw, you could predict exactly when they're gonna throw to a break. Right? You're like, okay, they're going to a break here. And I even mentioned this on social media. That was an odd way to go to break. They did that a lot last night. And I think in a good way, it keeps you on your toes. It's not it wasn't as formulaic. But there were some things that were formulaic. I agree with you, Bully. Now that I saw that show last night, we're getting SummerSlam on Saturday. But if Monday Night Raw next week is a lot like what we saw last night, I think fans are going to be like, this show isn't really going to be changing like we thought it was. Go ahead. There was one time that they went to break uh, that I absolutely hated. And it's when the Judgment Day was circling the ring on the Mysterios. So Ray gives his speech, yada, yada. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Gracias. You know, viva la raza. And then here comes the Judgment Day. Here's Balor over the rail. Here's Priest over the rail. Ray and Dominic are getting ready to fight. What's going to happen to commercial? So now we're sitting there. Are we supposed to assume that for three and a half to four minutes of commercial time that we're just continuing to circle the ring? I said to myself, please, I hope when they come back, they came back in action. At least they came back in a match. I would like to see them go to breaks and do things in breaks that you never expected to see. I would love to see them come back from break and a finish happened in break. I would love to use the picture in picture and have a finish happen in picture in picture. And then then we come back. All we can do is go to the replay. Ladies and gentlemen, when we, while we were in break about a minute into the break, um, Ray Mysterio uh, caught the West coast pop on Finn Balor, got the one, two, three. Here's the replay. Now that gives you the feeling of anything can happen at any time. Yeah, and as opposed night, to this. Oh, God, I'm sorry to interrupt. But last night, that example that you're bringing up was that was a little bit rough and rocky because they're circling the ring. They're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then they go to break and you're like, all right, they're going with a little bit of a cliffhanger. And then they come back and they're in action. And then Graves is like, yeah, this there was a reg- regularly scheduled match. So they're having it's like, whoa, that's a bit of a letdown. You think something big's going to happen, but it was just a regularly scheduled match that was and if it was a regularly scheduled match why didn't the judgment day have their regularly scheduled entrance exactly and then why are you wondering what's going to happen when you come back and it's just like well it's a regularly scheduled match that was a bit of a letdown these are the connecting the dot connecting the dots things um it definitely it was a different we saw a lot we saw talent appear like Roman appeared twice. Theory appeared twice. I think there might've been one or two other talents there that we saw them on the front end. Oh, Logan Paul, we see on the front end. Then we see on the back end. That's not typical WWE. 
That's true. That's different. That was definitely a different that you don't usually see on Raw from week to week. So when I put up that poll at the end of the show last night, and then right before I went to bed, I I, I looked at it. I was happy to see that 77% of the people gave the show a thumbs up because at the end of the day, I want wrestling fans to be happy about the wrestling that they want. Listen, it's freaking entertainment. Hopefully we're all entertained by it. But I sat back and I was like, man, what show did I watch? I didn't feel the same way other people felt about it. And when I watch the show, I try to watch as a fan. I'm sitting back and I'm like, go ahead, entertain me, do something. I, I, I And also, it's a go-home show for one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, SummerSlam. And I didn't think they really did a great job of getting me psyched for that event. I mean, the Mysterios and Judgment Day. I mean, other than the loom, the looming of possibly Edge coming back on Saturday, are you really pumped for the Mysterios and Judgment Day when you just saw the Mysterios beat Judgment Day last night on Raw? No, I, I'm hoping that I see Dominic Mysterio turn on Ray, and I'm hoping I see Edge. I tell you what, I, there was a moment in time last night where I was very hopeful to see something, but they didn't go down uh, the road I thought they were going to go down. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.